Hello and welcome to Beat My Guest. I'm your host, AJ Mass. Beat My Guest is a trivia podcast where each episode, one guest will take up residence in the torturous hot seat and attempt to prove that their Mensa membership was no fluke. The rules? Well, they tend to change from time to time in order to keep my guests on their toes, but for the current version of the game, the rules are about as simple as they can get. Only one question will be asked. Only one answer will be required. Get it right, and you win all the glory. Get it wrong, and you win all the shame. So welcome to a podcast that is guaranteed, much like its theme song, to be about 75% true. And join the millions of people who are playing along at home, hoping that they too can beat my guest. But before you can beat my guest, you need to meet my guest. So let's give a warm round of applause and a hearty welcome to Yogesh Road. Yogesh, how are you, sir? Good. Good. What's been going on in your neck of the woods, your world these days? I'm hoping to, to get uh, some more, out some more episodes of my podcast. I had a bit of a backlog, so need to work on editing them. Excellent. Tell everyone the name of your podcast. They're, my, they're not mind readers. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Recreational Thinking. You can find it. It's hosted on Podomatic, but you can find it on iTunes or any other common service for accessing podcasts. Yeah. And for those of you out there who uh, have uh, complained to me at any point that, oh, you know, AJ, I find your questions a little too difficult. Ha! <laughs> okay. <laughs> sometimes you take the cake on those. <laughs> yes, but sometimes there's about there are questions about your friends. So this is very true. So uh, definitely check that out before we get started. Yogesh, can you tell me something about yourself that when people hear it, they don't believe that you're telling the truth? Um, Finally, a question you can't answer. <laughs> yeah. I- <laughs> I was not. Exp- uh, I wasn't prepared for that. Um, I and I'm like I'm thinking of. I think yeah. I think it's that like I have counterintuitive facts, but they all. I think yeah. People who know me even a little bit know that like they're probably true because they're so counterintuitive. Look, we're not trying to get through yeah. this. I just want to hear something interesting. <laughs> All right. Feel free to lie to me. It's okay. Okay. Yes. Uh, here's one that sometimes surprises people. The the first, not, not only do I know next to nothing about Pokemon, the first time I attempted to say the name of the Pokemon Bulbasaur, I said it with four syllables. Bulbasaur? Yes, like that. Oh, there you go. Hey, one for me. <laughs> Haha. Uh, you know, I believe that. <laughs> <laughs> I can totally get Yeah, that Pokemon not in my wheelhouse. At all, I, I can say Pikachu, and I can uh, tell you it was a cartoon, and that's that's the extent of it. So uh, when people <laughs> talk about these evolving things, and like uh, maybe maybe I know like a couple, like Charizard, things like that. Not my not my game, not my thing. All right, Yogesh. Well, before we get started, explain the rules to you a little bit here. There is only going to be one question that is going to be before you. It is very easy. It's the same question that's going to be posed to everybody who sits in the hot seat in this format. Quite simply, that question is, which one of the following four facts is not true? Which one is the fiction? Uh, Three of the facts that you're going to get absolutely 100% comes from a world of truth. The fiction, not so much. Now, that doesn't mean that it can't be some sort of germ of truth to it. It doesn't mean that there aren't parts of it that might be true, but there's going to be something that is absolutely false about it you're not going to it's, and it's not going to be something insignificant for example if i tell you that something happened in the year 1997 thing that makes it fiction is not going to be that it was actually 1996 haha i got you we're not looking for a gotcha thing we're looking for something that when you hear it you're gonna go yeah okay uh, you're right that, that's that's fake so that's how we're gonna play 
uh, all of the groups of four facts have certain categories to kind of maybe give you an idea of what they're about. Or, you know, possibly, you know, it could also possibly steer you in the completely wrong direction. You know, they're they're not that specific, but we're going to let you have some sort of say in your fate by, first of all, randomly, uh, or maybe not randomly, but uh, pick three, any three numbers you want. Uh, between one and 12 and we can narrow the list down to three possible categories please pick those three numbers for me now all right uh one five seven one five and seven all right sir now to give you a little bit you know that's a little bit of a blind pick shot in the dark here i'm gonna actually know how do you choose i'm gonna read the three categories here you can pick the category that speaks to you please uh you know let me know what your thinking is why you're eliminating one what you think they might be about you know anything that could be interesting because this is an audio medium uh your three possibilities are sir we can choose from corny stories one and done and give me a high five that's corny stories one and done give me a high five what are you thinking about those three categories yeah there's not a lot of information there to go on uh, corn might involve agriculture or something like that, so not necessarily my my wheelhouse there. Uh, the others you said were one and done, which is basically just the format of the podcast, and <laughs> <laughs> and the other five uh, five could could be about anything. Yeah, that that presumably tied together by the number five, but could cut across any category. So, uh. Yeah, I don't really have much to go on there, but I'll just go with the, the five. Give me a high five is the one you have chosen. Excellent, sir. All right, so how this works, I am now going to read for you four facts. Well, I lied. Not four facts, four statements. Three of them are facts. One of them is a fiction. After each one, feel free to interrogate me, ask for clarifications. Let's have a little back and forth as we try and get your head to really wrap around the uh, fact in question before moving on to the next one. Uh, you have one question before you. Which of the four is the fiction? So we will answer that after we've heard all four facts. Are you ready to play our game? I am, yes. So uh, normally these are four uh, facts that are completely uh, on theme, but maybe not have anything to do with each other. This is actually a particularly special one, basically. Yogesh, nobody can say for sure what the first known instance of a high five actually was. However, three of these four are considered to be the most likely sources of this cultural phenomenon. One of them is definitely not. I want you to tell me which of these four is definitely not the uh, accepted potential source of the gesture known as a high five. Let's start things off with fact number one. Is this the origin? We shall see. The man who originated the high five was Derek Smith. Smith was a freshman for Louisville in 1979. After posterizing a teammate one day during practice with a vicious slam dunk, his teammate Wiley Brown went to give him a low five, which was a common hand slap greeting at the time. Smith, inspired by his recent athletic feat, reportedly said, no man, not low, high. And the players continued using this new high five from that point forward. When the Cardinals ended up winning the NCAA tournament in 1980, a national audience was exposed to this new way to celebrate, and it spread like wildfire. Sadly, Smith died unexpectedly of a heart attack at age 34 aboard a Norwegian cruise ship during a basketball clinic that he was running. That is your fact number one. By all means, 
Dell, let me you know what you're thinking. <laughs> oh, yeah. I thought when you first read the premise, I thought it might resemble uh, one of my favorite web shows, Um Actually, which has a similar uh, mechanic of having people figure out the false statement, but it's more like they read one complex statement with multiple facts in it, and one of those is wrong. So, he yeah, uh, here I um, I've definitely read an article about multiple possible origins of the high five before, uh, and I remember a couple names from it. The names you just read don't quite ring a bell, but I'm I'll. I want to play process of elimination with the others. Uh, so you, you kind of just want to continue on, but you got the gist of what this one's about, about yeah. Louisville, Derek Smith, and all that good stuff. All right, very good. Let us move on then to fact number two. Fact number two, the man who originated the high five was Gerard Brosh. Jean-Luc Godard's classic 1960 film, Breathless, may well be where this whole expression of joie de vivre began. Uh, during a scene between actor Jean-Paul Belmondo as Michel Poicard, and Jean Seberg as Patricia Francini. Brosh plays a photographer who Poicard is trying to hire. After some money is exchanged and a meeting is agreed to, Brosh slaps palms with Belmondo in excitement as they part ways. Voila, la top mansang. Perhaps ironically, Brosh was an extreme agoraphobe, and while he went on to become a successful screenwriter, he spent most of his adult life as a hermit, avoiding as much physical contact as possible. First of all, I think Jean Seberg was American, so I think her name is Jean, not Jean. As, uh, as possible, uh, she, she definitely she was uh, she was the fish out of water in the film, but uh, <laughs> duly noted. <Yeah. laughs> so the um, I, I definitely I don't remember where and exactly I came across a clip on YouTube that was like the first high five, and it was a clip from of John Paul Belmondo in Breathless, and I remembered it because I. Uh, Jean Paul has been kind of a, a meme among my friends and I since we saw the movie uh, La Professionnelle, in which he does a lot of very meme worthy things. Um, so uh, that one sound, I, I didn't know any of the other, I mean, none of the, the backstory you mentioned, um, I, I didn't know any of that, but the basic core fact uh, does, does ring, does definitely jibe with what I, I remember seeing in that YouTube clip. So I, I think that one's very plausible. All right, well, we shall see. Two down, two to go. Fact number three. The man who originated the high five was Glenn Burke. On the last day of the 1977 baseball season, Dodgers outfielder Dusty Baker homered off of Houston's J.R. Richard. When he got to home plate, Burke, who was the next batter, stuck his hand over his head to greet him, and Baker, confused by the gesture, reached up and smacked it. When Burke hit his first Major League home run moments later, Baker ran up to him, and he and Burke confidently, and with bravado, high-fived with gusto. Uh, Burke retired from baseball a few years later and came out of the closet as a gay man, but unfortunately, times being what they were, Burke was ostracized, and he ended up staying as far away from the public eye as possible, ultimately passing away from an HIV-related illness in 1995. So I've definitely heard this story before. I remembered, well, as soon as you said the first high five, the first thing that came to my mind was Dusty Baker. And then I was like, Glenn, someone, and he later came out as gay. Uh, I remembered all of those details. I, uh, not, not everything you said, but I, I may even have written it up for my blog at some point. Um, but yeah, this, that, that's a very familiar story. I've, I've read it before. Okay. Well, we shall see what you, so far you've, you've seen. So, yep, yeah, plausible, plausible, plausible. Let's see. <laughs> Number four. The man who originated the high five was Lamont Sleets Sr. Sleets had served in Vietnam in the 1st Battalion, 5th Infantry Division, a unit nicknamed the Five. After the war, whenever the surviving soldiers reunited, they'd hold up their hands to signify the number five, 
and slap them together in greeting. Sleets's son, Lamont Jr., grew up watching this greeting, and in 1979, while playing basketball for Murray State, started using it in games to celebrate big plays. When reporters tried to contact Sleets for a story marking the 30th anniversary for the High Five, Sleets refused to return any calls from the press. As his former coach, Ron Green, would apologetically explain, Lamont is just kind of a private person. Don't take it personally. Uh, Yeah, so I I think... I don't remember where I came across. I feel like I was researching for my blog some humorist, and then it mentioned that in college, he had been responsible for some kind of hoax involving what, what the first high five was. And when you said Sleets Johnson or whatever it was you said, that's when it clicked. I, I hadn't, it, it had been kind of dormant in my memory. And then when you said the Sleets Johnson thing, I was like, that, that's the name. That, that's from that story I read about the hoax. Uh, so yeah, I believe that last one was uh, a hoax for a college humor magazine or something like that. I don't remember every detail, but I've, I've come and yeah, so the three before it, I think are, are plausible stories and the last one's a hoax. So for the record, are you therefore saying that you believe that fact number four? Uh, yes, that is, that is, I'm saying number four is the, the fictional non-fact. Final answer. Yes. Can't get you to change. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's, it, I'm not trying to force a card on you at all, you cash. <laughs> I, uh, I, I think I, I think I'll stick with uh, number four. Yes. All right. There's a lot of suspense in this one, folks. Uh, <laughs> number one. Uh, Derek Smith, freshman for Louisville in 1979, posterized a TV, said, "Not low, but high." Yes, indeed, that is a fact i mean there's you can see you can see video of the uh of the high fives in louisville and the cardinals and everything and it, it did become a um i guess it not everybody saw uh, other instances of the high five that may have happened earlier so this is the one that kind of really brought it to the fore but whether it's the first one maybe maybe not just maybe the one most popular for spreading it so that is indeed a fact. Fact number two. So you seem to know a lot about uh, Jean-Luc Godard and Breathless, and you said you saw the video, so it's kind of hard. Uh, what would you say? Would you call that a high five? Would you call it just kind it, of... Uh... I mean, I, I like the thought that John Paul Belmondo invented the high five, but it it wasn't quite the right gesture. It was kind of like, yeah, like he's a crashing into each other, but not really what we think of as the high five. Yeah, yeah it was more of like a, like, ha I'm going to push your hand really hard. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, the, 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 I think the, the, the emotion was there. The intention was certainly there in yeah, this. Yeah. Um, yeah. But what I, what I found more interesting was that the guy, Gerard Brosh was like this, it's a nothing role really. He just kind of like shows up and acts very French and like, oh, what? Yeah, the photograph? Where? 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 Cigarette? <laughs> they kind of agree. And then they kind of like, okay, maybe they slap hands. And uh, yeah, la top mensonge. <laughs> yeah, I, I did not know anything about that actor or his uh, background. So yeah, that that's all new to me. Yeah, he ended up writing. I believe he wrote a lot of stuff uh, and was working with uh, Roman Polanski a lot. Uh, I may pull up his IMDb real quick because hmm. I like getting facts in here. He, he actually wrote some stuff you've heard of. We've all heard. Okay, of. yeah, maybe that the name does maybe the name does ring a bell then because I've I've he wrote frantic. Okay. I've seen Frantic. You know, like Harrison Ford, I'm getting Frantic. <laughs> I've heard that song as well, but I've also seen the movie. Yeah, and he wrote The Name of the Rose. Oh, okay. I've 
I haven't seen that movie, but I read the book it was based on. Okay, yeah, Ger- I do recognize that name, Gerard Brock. It's just very interesting to me. And Quest for Fire. Quest for Fire, that's the one that, uh, I mean, there's not a lot of dialogue in that. <laughs> okay, yeah. No, he wrote, okay, a few other Polanski ones. The Fearless Vampire Killers, which I've yeah. seen. Uh, the Tenant, Tess, yeah. It's, it's, the irony is rich, is that this guy who pretty much doesn't like to be around people at all and has spent most of his life indoors and refusing to go outside, which is why he became a writer as opposed to be pursuing acting, is perhaps responsible for the first high five where you have to touch another person's body. <laughs> it would be a germaphobe. <laughs> <laughs> Although in fairness, he was more on the receiving end. <laughs> Well, maybe, maybe I mean, I'm thinking maybe he was like, don't shake my hand. I don't like me. Do not shake my hand. And maybe that was, uh, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> maybe he was the original Howie Mandel. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, well, you know, you should have seen him in the, in the outtakes from Breathless. I don't know. Did you see those where he put the plastic glove over his head? And he's like, <laughs> Wee! All right. Ed is indeed a fact. Yes, people believe. And like you said, you saw it on the YouTube. Uh, C or three. Or undo toi. Fact number three. Uh, yeah, this is generally speaking, most people think this is the the actual first high five because no one really thinks that the breathless one counts. It's just one of those things where once you start watching uh, movies, much like much like uh, there wasn't there isn't a time traveler <laughs> holding a cell phone in that other vintage black and white video <laughs> from movie them. Uh, yeah, probably not a high five in, in breathless. But uh, Glenn Burke and uh, Dusty Baker kind of uh, just didn't know what to do with themselves uh, to celebrate. And Burke put his hand over his head and Baker just kind of instinctively slapped it. Uh, it that didn't really cement it as the high five so much as when Burke hit his first professional home run on the very next at that. And Baker returned the favor in the dugout. And that all the cameras were on it, and like it was like, oh, he celebrated, and then he celebrated. What a celebration! But unfortunately, Glenn Burke, uh, a victim of uh, homophobia, and uh, even though he wasn't out publicly, I think a lot of people knew. And as far as the story goes, from my research, um, Tommy Lasorda was upset because uh, Burke was kind of friendly with his son, who was gay. And he thought maybe he had an influence on his own son coming out. Uh, yeah. I dug up my, my blog entry about it. And yeah, I see the Lasorda story. It also says he refused a $75,000 offer to enter a sham marriage. Yeah, the, 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 the management said, hey, uh, why don't you uh, get married so that these gay rumors can stop? Because it's, it's hurting, hurting you, your career and everything. And he was like, what, you mean with a woman? <laughs> <laughs> and they said, uh, so that's a no? He's like, yeah, that's a no. Um, I, I mean, it's a, it's, it's a shame that uh, he kind of fell off the face of the earth. I don't recall if he was outright homeless, but I seem to recall that the things were not good for him because his career ended far too soon. It's, 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 it's a shame. Uh, the, I, I think today he gets the recognition uh, for a lot of things. And unfortunately, one of those things was kind of taken away from him with fact number four, which is not the fact. It is indeed the fiction. You are absolutely correct there. Uh, although a lot of the story is actually true, the part of the fiction uh, is certainly the the high five of it all, uh, the, the 5th Infantry Division. That whole stuff completely made up there were these two college uh humor writers who wanted to put together a piece uh and 
they kind of decided to pick a name from the 70s that seemed like it would work. And they went through all the uh, programs <laughs> and, and, and back footage. And they found this guy named Lamont Sleets Jr. who played for Murray State. They thought that's a funny name. Uh, and so they went with that. They, he actually did play basketball at that time. They actually called him up to get a comment and he wouldn't return the call. They, they called up his coach and uh, his coach gave an interview and, you know, they had seen him do a high five during that time, but he was probably just copying, uh, <laughs> probably just copying Louisville. Uh, but like, so even though he, the whole story about his father and serving in, in the fifth battalion, that whole thing, they kind of just created a, a myth about it. Lamont Sleets Jr. does exist and played at Murray State. So it, it, it was the fiction that, Actually, a lot of people believe to be fact because when they ran the article, they ran it as kind of a, hey, here's the origin of the high five. <laughs> and it kind of it went around as, uh, the, as the truth until finally people you know, started calling around and figuring it out. And finally they, they fessed up. They said, no, nah, no, nah, we, made, we made it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Looking at my notes again, I see that, yeah, the, uh, apparently they were trying to create a, a holiday called National uh, High Five Day. And apparently the holiday, at least as of when I wrote about it, was uh, was still going as a fundraiser in spite of its origin story being made up. Yeah, I mean, it just goes to show that if it's for a good cause. <laughs> 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 but you, you, you could say you're raising money for anything and people will buy in if they believe the story. And this story is very believable. I think one of the unintentional side effects, though, of this was that uh, it took some of the spotlight off of Glenn Burke. Uh, and here's a guy who really deserves to have a, a little more of, of the spotlight. Why are we taking Why are we taking this away from him, people? Why this? Couldn't we uh, Couldn't we have thought better of it? Yeah. But, so again, another thing I have here is that in 1980, the New York Times asked Tommy Lasorda about the origin of the High Five, and he said, "Who knows?" So he was also, uh, if the Burke story is true, he was also uh, keeping keeping it quiet. Yeah, I think that, like I said, the the that whole uh, he didn't like the association with his son. Whether or not, I mean, they were friends. Whether or not there's anything more than that, uh, you know, who are we to say? But it, the writing seems to be on the wall that there was something personal going on there, and the Burke was traded away, and then you know, like let's get him out of town. Maybe that'll end the things. And you know, when you're playing for the Dodgers in the '70s, uh, late '70s, early '80s, you, you probably were. Your career could really take it off. I mean, those guys, that team, baseball back then, people stayed together for a really long time. And so, you know, you know, if you're talking, hey, it's Garvey, it's Lopes, it's Russell, it's Say, <laughs> it's Jaeger. It's, oh no, who is who's the outfielder? Well, it's not Glenn Burke anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Yogesh, it didn't seem like it was much of a challenge for you. Yeah, so I like I said, I, I after the after I'd locked in my guess, I pulled up my my blog, and apparently on uh, February eighteenth, two thousand nineteen, is when I wrote about this. So so the if you just cold asked me for details, I wouldn't have been able to pull them out of my memory. But giving all the context, you did restored those memories. Well, that's, that's delightful, nonetheless. Uh, I, I'm sorry we couldn't provide you with more of a challenge, but uh, congratulations to the first person to get it right. Woo, 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 woo. <laughs> and if anyone's going to be the first person, hey, hey, this is this is episode five. So you picked high five. That was awesome. Completely random poll, and you picked this one. You didn't know this was episode five. Good job there. And you're the first to get it right. And you're, you know, 
Yogesh, you're a trendsetter, a trailblazer. So I'm happy to have had you on. I hope you had a good time. Uh, yeah, and uh, if any of your listeners, uh, my blog is at uh, harpo84.blogspot.com. They may also happen to come across a story that happens to exactly match what they're asked about here. So. There you go. Do your research. Prep for this. You never know when it might come in handy. Well, I mean, Yogesh, Yogesh is so prescient that he actually gave his plug before I offered up the floor for him to give his plug, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. Uh, thank you so much for being here. Is there anything else you'd like to say before you go? Yeah, uh, yeah thank you for uh, for inviting me, giving me the opportunity, and uh, yeah, sorry it, it happened to work out that uh, I didn't really have to do any deduction uh, and, and kind of undermine the suspense. It, you know what? C- consider it uh, still a, a luxurious journey through the minds of uh, Yogesh and AJ and just a fine, relaxing respite from actually having to figure things out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and again, for, you know, for anyone listening, you know, another good reminder, not just to visit my blog, although I hope you do, but, you know, stuff, doing stuff like this, uh, you know, com- not just sort of coming across facts, but kind of writing them out, sharing them with other people, that whole exercise yeah, it helps things. It helps retain things in memory. It helps motivate you to go out and learn more, and it sometimes helps you look good on a podcast like this one. It makes the host look bad. No, I kid, I kid. <laughs> uh, Rokas, thank you so much for being here. Thank you all for listening. We will be back next week with another episode of Beat My Guest. Thank you for listening. Until then, take care. Bye bye. Did you beat our guest, or did our guest beat you? Tell us all about it on Facebook at Beat My Guest, the fans' hot seat. If you'd like to help contribute to the cause and help make more episodes possible, we ain't going to say no to that. Find us at patreon.com slash beatmyguest. And if you liked what you heard, spread the word. This has absolutely not been a Mark Goodson, Bill Todman production. 